0: Here's today's transformational truth. Your greatest adversity often comes just before destiny. Welcome to the transformational truth podcast, where we're committed to eliminating the obstacles that take the joy out of life and leadership. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Transformational Truths. Today's special guest is Kevin Wallace. Kevin, along with his wife, Devin, serve as the lead pastors of redemption to the nation's church. They have committed their lives to impacting the city of Chattanooga with the message of love and redemption while raising up sons and daughters equipped with the power of God to change nations. He's led the way in caring for the local community, planning a church campus in Uruguay, developing programs to care for human trafficking victims in Guatemala, Romania, and Chattanooga through the Zion Project. Most recently, he's founded the Redemption Preschool, Redemption Kids School of Ministry, and Redemption School of Ministry to raise up and release kingdom-minded leaders. Pastor Kevin is a graduate of Lee University in Cleveland, Tennessee, and he travels the world with a gospel message of hope and healing. He and Devin's greatest honor is enjoying time with their five children Jeremiah, Isaiah, Zion, Judah, and Genesis. This interview was absolutely rich and the synergy was incredible. You're gonna be blessed by this conversation. So let's go ahead and jump in. Well, hello everybody and welcome back to Transformational Truths. Here's today's transformational truth. Your greatest adversity often comes just before destiny. The internal pressure to quit will often feel the most intense just before you step into God's promises. And it's when unbeknownst to you, you're standing on the brink of everything you've been praying and waiting for, that the fire seems to burn the hottest and that valley feels the darkest, that those lying voices start clamoring for your attention, urging you to throw in the towel and they start getting louder and louder. You begin wrestling within yourself and asking yourself, is this even worth it? And the answer is yes. What God has for you is going to be worth everything you've had to endure to get there. And here helping us unpack today's transformational truth is Bishop Kevin Wallace. Kevin, welcome to Transformational Truths. We're really honored to have you on.
1: Pastor Travis, thank you for the invitation. And I, uh, obviously admire and just uh, I'm blessed by all that you're doing for the kingdom. And I'm grateful you're sharing that platform with me today. So i I'm uh, this time,
0: uh, well, listen, we're all grateful for you and your ministry and what you're doing in the kingdom, man. Um, and what's super exciting is you've written a brand new book that we're all exciting, excited about. As a matter of fact, as we're, we're interviewing right now, it drops today. Today is the official day, right?
1: Absolutely. And you could you can get after this on Amazon, at Target, at Barnes and Noble, and any place they sell books. We've been blessed to have a number of open doors, and we're grateful that the actual drop is today. So it Is today.
0: Is a very, very yeah. neat opportunity here. Yeah, it makes it extra special. I was already looking forward to having the conversation with you, but it makes it extra special for the kingdom. And here's the title of the book. Listen to this title. I love this title. After this. God can turn any season into a time of blessing. I get excited just reading the title. Kevin, can you share with us for a minute what led you to write the book?
1: Well, you know, uh, first of all, Pastor Travis, we're coming out of uh, one of the wildest, darkest, most challenging seasons, Hmm. Uh, not just for pastors, but for anybody uh, who's on planet Earth. It's just been a very, Tumultuous, challenging season, and especially for people in the kingdom trying to navigate leaders trying to navigate the nuances of a pandemic. You have the fear issue. You have the whole "Will we ever get back to normal?" kind of yeah. feeling. And I uh, actually got COVID uh, last year in mm. the book of, in the month of August, and was very sick. Uh, in fact, I. I almost got admitted into the hospital. My doctor told me I was 24 hours away from going straight to ICU. It was a really bad situation, but, but here's the deal. God moved, God healed my body, touched me. He strengthened me. And while I was in all that process, um, I began to get a download and it wasn't just from COVID. It was from life period. Hmm. And, um, and it was just sort of this thing, God began to open my eyes at all the chapters in my life that before the greatest season I had ever walked through, I went through some of the greatest challenges that I had ever experienced. Mm -hmm. And last year was no different for me. And I really felt like God gave me this word as an encouragement to people post pandemic, post COVID, post divorce, post bankruptcy, post whatever the enemy wants us to believe things will last that sorrow will last, that Mm. pain and challenges will last forever. But I believe that our sorrow and our pain has an expiration date, and I do believe there is always an after this season. And the Lord began to unpack this for me and help me see it in the book of Acts, actually, that the early church went from one of the most challenging,
0: uh, even
1: threatening seasons of their existence, and they came out of it. And as the book sort of reveals through the roadmap of the book of Acts, Every time the enemy showed up to take the church out, it actually became a catalyst for new and greater and beyond. And there isn't after this. And that's the word um, that the Lord gave me for this season we're coming out of. Don't get trapped in it. Whatever season you're going through, there isn't after this.
0: Wow. Wow. That's exciting. Just to just to hear you describe the concepts. Um, You know, uh, Kevin, I've discovered in my own life and journey that everything you're saying is absolutely true. And um, I've also discovered that pain has a voice and
1: mm-hmm. that
0: it will absolutely lie to you about oh, yeah. your season. It will absolutely lie to you. It'll tell you this is never going to end, but it will. It'll tell you that it's over, but you're just beginning. It'll tell you that you're losing when you're winning. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a message I think that uh, the world needs to hear, especially, I think, believers, people of faith who have come through um, one of the most, if not the most difficult um, times of ministry in modern history, mm. um, and um, I'm reading statistics and numbers about people uh, leaving the church or not coming back to church. Uh, numbers of ministers and leaders who who they've called they've called it uh, the Great Exodus of leadership. Even even in in outside of the church, absolutely. Um, I just was listening to another podcast where they they talked about the number of CEOs resigning uh in this season incredible number of CEOs of have major companies uh including yes. Disney I mean uh, co- uh, CEOs are saying it's not worth it this is too hard this is too painful right. I, let me just yeah. go do something different hmm. um I'm curious you, you you're a leader of leaders you influence pastors and leaders you uh, equip them you encourage them you empower them you have your own network of ministries and churches what would you say to the pastors and leaders that are listening right now Kevin who are saying I just I don't know. I don't know if I have what it takes. I yeah. I see all of these pastors, they're going back into almost planting mode. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the strength to replant. I, I don't I don't want to try this all over. I've been hurt, I've been wounded. I, I don't think it's worth it. What would you say yeah. to encourage them that are listening right now, walking through exactly what you're talking about? What would yeah. you say to them?
1: Well, first thing I would say is I've been there and and I promise you. There's been more soul searching and more desperation in my own personal life in the last year and a half, reevaluation and, you know, am I an effective leader and the and the challenges, the questions that I don't have the answers, sort of desperation that I think all of us are feeling. I'll, I'll say this, there's a place over in the Gospel of St. John, the 16th chapter where Jesus says, I have many things to mm-hmm. share with you. But you're not na- able now to bear them, but the spirit of truth will come and will guide you into all truth. The first thing I would say to all the, all the leaders is this, you don't have to get yourself out of this place. You can't. I can't. But there is a spirit of truth who comes, who guides. He guides us into all truth. And I think one of the real travesties that's happening now, there's a mass exodus. I completely concur with you. And I think the reason why is we are identifying that many leaders in the kingdom, even recently, I I think there's been a shift, Pastor Travis, in in that we got away from the voice of God. Mm. And we we got into principles and paradigms, and I'm all about that. (laughs) I believe in principles and paradigms. But I'm going to tell you this, the spirit of truth is the one that will guide us out of this. We often want a roadmap that says, when you get to this sign, turn here, when you get to this, and we want it to be real simple, and we want all the details. But guiding us is more like following a compass and less like having hmm. uh, a map that shows all of the here. You, you just have to follow the still small voice. And I want to say to pastors who feel like giving up, this is a time like Elijah found himself in, in the 19th, 19th chapter of First Kings, when he was in a cave, God called him out of the cave. And he he saw the wind, he felt the wind, he saw the fire and the rocks and the shaking and all of this happening. And God was not in the fire, the wind, he was Mm. not in the shaking. And Elijah did this, and this is what I want a a leader to hear me say. He wrapped his head in his mantle Mm. and he recalibrated his heart to hear the still, small voice of God. And I want to say this, Pastor Travis, the only way out of this is to hear the voice of the spirit of truth the Holy spirit who will guide us into all truth. I came to the end of myself and I came to the beginning, a new beginning, as it were, of hearing the voice of God, a fresh and new in my own heart, leading by the voice rather than leading by what I had become very used to very Mm -hmm. comfortable. It was as if God scraped the the chalkboard. He erased everything that I would known and said, Kevin, I want you to recalibrate and I want you to hear my voice because Jesus is clear. He had many things to say, but they couldn't hear him at that time. And he didn't panic over that. Jesus Mm. didn't panic. He said, the spirit is coming. He will guide you. And I believe we're in a moment where we're going to have to know what heaven, the many things heaven has to say are going to be revealed by the spirit. I'm not saying we shouldn't be in the word. We should be in the word, but the spirit of God is going to give us tailor made instruction for the day we're living in. And he's going to walk us through this and leaders are going to come out closer to him. And the people following those leaders are going to, to be able to resonate with that leadership on their life because they're going to know it's birthed by the spirit of God.
0: Uh, that's so good two things that stick out to me uh number one I want to say thank you for your transparency and vulnerability I think that's powerful in fact I always say a leader can never be more impactful than he is vulnerable wow. and your that's vulnerability good. is important because I think there's a lot of passions and leaders that think to themselves man I'm questioning my leadership I'm, I'm questioning my maybe even my my sense of calling sure. uh, and, and a real leader wouldn't question themselves but that's not true leaders who are making an impact are all, are all wondering the same thing and we're wrestling Absolutely. with the same thoughts. And I think that vulnerability alone releases a lot of leaders listening to accept the fact wait a minute, I'm wrestling my own doubts, but it doesn't mean I'm less called or less impactful. Absolutely true. Vital. Uh, so thank you for that. But secondly, my spirit is jumping within me, Bishop, because the drum I've been beating for three months is uh this over reliance on concepts business concepts and principles in the body of christ that is actually and it's to some degree caused a hindrance and i really believe everything you're saying is true we've got to get back to this being led of the spirit of god uh i'm a i'm a voracious reader i read all of the time but i am founded in the word of god my, my faith my leadership uh I, i've discovered this i'm going to say something that might be a little uh a little controversial but but listen um i am convinced I read a lot of books, but if I don't get back to being led of the spirit, uh, my leadership will be carnal. And I don't think carnal leadership is sinful leadership. I think it's leadership devoid of scriptural truth and being led of the spirit. Uh, And I think a lot of that was exposed over the last 19 months. Can we just get back to the church Mm -hmm. being a new Testament, new covenant believers who follow the leading of the spirit, man, I'm excited. You've got me stirred up over here, pastor.
1: <laughs> well, you know, here's the bottom line. I told I, I, again, we are in meetings this week with my senior team, our senior team, and I told them uh, even this morning in our in our first meeting, we are a spiritual people. Yes, we are a spiritual business. Hmm. If at any moment you take the spirit out of the people or the yes. spirit out of the operation, you, we are nothing more. Moses said this. In the book of Exodus, the 33rd chapter, if you don't go with us to the promised land, what separates us Mm. and makes us any different than any other group of people on the planet? It is your presence, Moses said, your spirit being with us Mm. that makes us the people of God. And I think we got into a mode where, and I don't want to be critical because I mean, we we all need principles. We need to expose ourselves to fresh paradigms of operation. I love every bit of that. I, I developed myself. I'm a reader. I want to develop myself as a leader. And I don't think my own stream is the only stream I can be benefit from. I, right. I tap into all sorts of streams. Right. Right. But the bottom line is at the end of the day, when you rely on the flesh, mm. then you have to depend on the flesh to mm. sustain what the flesh birthed. And we're finding out that many things that we built, many, many things we built were built up on gifts They were built upon the skill and the training of men.
0: Yeah.
1: And I got nothing wrong with any of that, but I want to be defined and I want to be established and built on truth and the spirit of the living God. And I know that in my own personal life, God was separating that whole thing in me and saying to me, Kevin, you'll never be permitted, as you said beautifully, to be carnal. That doesn't mean sinful. That's right. It just means absent of spirit-led leadership. And I don't want, we can't do that. It's not going to work. So we need to get back to hearing the voice and being led by the spirit of God. And that's really the impetus of after this is, Mm. is God, there is an after this, but we won't reach that and experience that through our own strength. It is absolutely given by God and sustained by our yielding to him.
0: Amen. Ah, so good. Kevin, the title of chapter 10 is a title that is intriguing to me. Now, the book just dropped today, so I haven't had the opportunity to uh, peruse the whole thing, but the title just stirs me. It's it's called Hell in the Hallway. And it's a title, I think, as soon as you hear it, most of us uh, can relate to. I think especially leaders coming through 19 months of COVID and trying to navigate that. Can you talk to us about this concept of being, being in the hallway and waiting for what's next?
1: Yeah. Well, what's interesting, Pastor Travis, to be quite transparent with you, I actually was writing a book called Hell in the Hallway. Uh, um, and This chapter is probably the defining chapter, uh, one of the most defining chapters of my life. I preached a message uh, 11 years ago called Hell in the Hallway. I'm sure other people have preached it before me, and I'm not trying to, uh, 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 you know, I'm not monopolistic in that I think it's my word, but I know that message was my story. It was my testimony. Mm -hmm. And it is found in the book of Acts, the 15th chapter, where Paul and and Barnabas are launched out into Gentile work. They leave the church at Antioch, and they are now being like catapulted into Gentile work throughout the world. Never been done before. They're in a Jewish room their whole life. If you can imagine with me, a Jewish frame of mind, a Jewish frame of ministry, And now they get launched out into Gentile ministry. Hmm. So they're going into a new room. But between the two rooms, where they've been and where they're going, there's a hallway of transition. And I have found in my own personal life that when I'm leaving where I've been and heading where God has for me, there's a transition piece called the hallway. Just like in your bedroom, your living room, your home, all of us have hallways. We don't live in hallways. We don't eat dinner in hallways. We don't raise our kids in hallways. We transition through hallways to get from where we were to the room we're supposed to be. Mm. And it is in that hallway of transition that I think Satan tries to exploit the challenges of transition, and he brings hell in the hallway. And it can be, there are four or five things that I talk about in that chapter, and I'll, I'll, I'll save them so you can go read them. But let me suffice it to say, one is the stirring up. Of people, the enemy would try to stir up people against leaders to make them second guess themselves. Wow! There's the there's the heaviness of walking through a season where John Mark left Paul. I believe it's in the 13th verse of this of the 15th uh, 13th chapter. It says very simply, one little sentence, and John Mark left and went back home. And we we read over that and gloss over that, but we do right. consider that's right the relational and the emotional. Uh, uh, damage that 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 inflicted on Paul. Wow. To have people who start with you but don't finish with you oh. is a very painful thing as a leader. And we're all having to deal in this season with people who haven't come back to our churches. They haven't come back to ministry. We're seeing new people, but we're wondering, where are the people that were with us when we started, right? Oh, that's it's so good. hell in the hallway. It's these transitory seasons of losing people, and people stirring up stuff. And then there's this whole thing, of pride. Because before he comes out of this hallway, he comes to a place called Lystra. He preaches a message. A lame man gets healed, jumps up on his feet, and they begin to call Paul and Barnabas gods. If the devil can't kill you with depression, Hmm. then he will reverse his tactic and try to sow pride into your heart, making you think you're an actual god. When in reality, you and I are men just like everyone else listening to this podcast. We put our pants on every morning and we need grace every day of our life. And if the enemy can, he will try to transition you into a place of pride and destroy your humility before God. And you lose credibility with people when that happens. Hell in the Hallway is a very real chapter. Hmm. Chapter 10 was something I didn't just write. I lived it. And I can tell you that it was a journey. It's still a journey. And I still go through transitory seasons where I experience challenges. But I can tell you this, on the other side of that hallway is a room you want to get to. Because there's an, there is a people and there is an influence coming on your life that will make you glad you did not give up in the hallway where the hell was trying to attack.
0: you. Mm. Oh, goodness. That's so good. I think there's people listening right now and everyone can relate to something that you just spoke about. I've been through everything you just spoke about in the last two years, and it has been very challenging and very difficult, and yet we sense there's this divine sense of the spirits leading that says the door is opening you've come you've come through the hallway now it's time to give birth to what Mm -hmm. I've placed inside of you and we were just talking in fact I was just talking Bishop to my team about this concept we genuinely feel like we've come through to use your language come through the hallway we've all walked through it we've we've been hurt and wounded and I think to your point I think leaders have experienced not just the mass Exodus of people where are you why didn't you come back but people that we're close to you people you've given your heart to yeah. uh we've been through betrayal we've been through very challenging and difficult situations and yet there is this divine sense <laughs> this yeah. absolute divine sense we're on the other side of something yeah. and god's doing an after this thing right Without now,
1: now. right a now deal. i believe it's happening now and i believe I, again i just said it i've been saying this for two months now you're about to be glad you did not give up
0: hallelujah
1: there are people who, who gave up prematurely. And there are people who wanted to, and didn't. And my encouragement is if you gave up, get back in the race, cause God's not through with you. Mm, if mm. you didn't give up, you're going to be glad you kept the faith because God is the God of seasons. Mm. He shifts the season. Our eyes are upon him. His word is the, is the catalyst for the new thing that he's doing in the earth. And he's speaking. And I just, I just encourage the people of God, the leaders in the kingdom of God that are listening to know that whatever you have been through, are going through, sorrow has an expiration date. The psalmist said, weeping only indoors for a night. Joy comes in the morning. Mm. And I've lived that. And I've experienced that. I'm grateful to report to you. It's still a fact and a truth that we can live by.
0: Amen. That's a great segue into my next question, actually, because I think when you're walking through a dark season of life, it can feel, emphasis on the word feel, it can feel like nothing's going to change. I mean, it can feel like it's never going to get better. um, And oftentimes in order to alleviate that very real pain, uh, the temptation to walk away from what you've been trusting God for, my goodness, it can feel so alluring in that painful dark season. Now, practically speaking, Can you offer us one or two practical ways to survive the darkness, those painful seasons? How do you survive the hallway?
1: Yeah, actually, you know, there's something there in uh, the 15th chapter, I believe, of the book of Acts that I think gives us hope. And uh, actually it's in the 13th chapter. And it says this, that the men of, the, the, the prominent Jewish men of the city stirred up that's the word it uses, stirred mm-hmm. up animosity and uh, uh, and frustration and chaos against Paul and Barnabas. But here's what Paul and Barnabas did. The Bible says they shook the dust off mm-hmm. their feet from that city, and they went to the next city with joy. And here's the point. The point is there are some things, Pastor Travis, you just have to shake off.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: know that's, that's that's not being curt. It's not being, I'm not attempting to be cute. I am telling you. That there are times in my life, as a leader, I had to walk into my living room, my bedroom, and look myself in the mirror. And I had to say to myself, in the name of the Lord, you will not give up and quit in this season. I have no clue how. God will return turn this around. I have no clue what He's going to do next. Hmm. But I will not turn away. I won't give up and I won't stop believing. And I'm going to shake the dust of a previous season, a previous place, I'm going to shake that because I can't carry the offense, Mm. pain, the trauma of the previous season into a next city and experience joy. By Mm. the grace of God, lay hands on me, rebuke it off me, pray for me, give me Bible, give me, do whatever you got to do, but let me get that dust off me from what I've been through so that I can enter into the new thing and have joy in my assignment. And I just want to say this to brothers and sisters. Some of this is just saying, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I'm not going to be a victim of this season the rest of my life. I'm shaking this off. The enemy meant it for evil, but God's going to turn it for good. And if you won't Mm. stop believing, and if you will yet hold on to the word and the promise of the Lord, he is not a man who would lie. He Mm. won't fail you. Jesus will finish what he started.
0: Ah, incredible, incredible. I have, um, uh, I feel like, you know, the scripture tells us that uh, sometimes you you sow in tears, mm-hmm. uh, but you reap with shouts, shouts of joy. And I just feel like okay. that's the season we've been in. We've been sowing in tears, but there's a harvest coming. Um, Jesus said it this way. Um, he, he likened it as to a woman giving birth who goes through all of this pain. But then he says on the other side of it, she forgets the pain because of the joy of what has been born. And right. I just really believe that in the church, this is that season, something's going to be born. And yeah. all of the times of sowing in tears, we're about to reap with joy. So much joy will make us forget what we had to go through to get here. Um, you're ministering uh, to me today, Bishop Kevin. In fact, I think if I had an organ in this room, I'd take a lap. You know, <laughs> um, uh, for the person who's listening and they're there now, I mean, right now, in their ministry, in their marriage, in the company that they're leading, or they're trying to get off the ground. They're walking through a dark season somewhere in their life. They're wondering if it's all gonna be worth it. Yeah. What wisdom would you offer to encourage them in their season of adversity?
1: Yeah, you know, I I think what what God is doing in this in this moment, at least in my life, God has been uh, reminding me that his promises, although they take time and are involved in a process, they come to pass. And I think what I would do is encourage them to do what Paul encouraged Timothy to do, and that is this. Paul told Timothy, remember the prophecies and the words spoken mm. over your life. By them, you will accomplish a great warfare. That's what Paul told Timothy. And Timothy. Mm. He said, the prophetic words, the promises that became alive to your heart, the Word God gave you when you were young and just getting started, the Word God gave you when you had your first breakthrough, or you preached your first sermon, or that first door opened up, someone needs to go back and revisit those prophetic promises God made you. Paul said, by them you do a great warfare. Wow. We're in a war, and sometimes we have to silence the voice, as you call it, the voice of depression, the voice of darkness, the voice you have to silence that voice by reminding that voice what the voice of God said. And if God said he was going to do this in your life, if God said he was going to perform that in your life, then that prophetic word that you have in that file cabinet called your heart, you go back into that file cabinet and you pull that word out with tears coming down your face and clenched fists, you say, God, you're not a man that you should lie. Mm. You will finish what you started in my life. And I'm going to hold on to the word because heaven and earth pass away. Yeah. The word of God will abide forever. The word of God will not come back void. It will mm-hmm. accomplish what it has been sent to accomplish. And I just want to say to someone, the feelings you have are real, but the word you have is true. And mm-hmm. there, I, we don't listen. I don't deny the feeling. I'm telling you, however, yeah. it's not always true. Yeah. What is always true is the word. And Paul reminds Timothy, you can do warfare and win the battle by standing on the prophetic word that God has quickened you. Some would call it Rhema. You know, we have this this great conversation and debate. What is it, Logos or Rhema? Here's the bottom line you you don't get Rhema without Logos, Mm. but Logos without it becoming a laugh to you, you don't know that it's your promise. And when God gives you those promises and those prophetic unctions, I think you have to stand on them and rebuke the enemy with them, and you have to remind the devil that God's going to finish what he started and don't give up because you'll never know what the end might be if you give up. Just keep hanging on. God's going to do what he said.
0: Amen and amen. So true. I want to recap today's transformational truth. Your greatest adversity often comes just before destiny. Kevin, where can people find you?
1: You know what? I want you to go, if you can, to kevinwallace.tv and that will sort of uh in, in in acquaint you with what's going on in the ministry in fact the first thing you'll see on the page is a way we can uh pray for you uh we mm-hmm. want we have prayer people prayer warriors intercessors that are praying for needs in fact i just left a room and all the prayer requests have been written on a massive board and uh wow. people from all over the world with prayer requests go to TV. there you can find the facebook you can find Um, Instagram, TikTok, you can find everything that we're connected to on social media, try to release clips that encourage the body of Christ. uh, And uh, you can find the book there as well. So it's all on KevinWallace.tv and you'll find more information about the church there in the ministry.
0: Absolutely. KevinWallace.tv. Listen, if you'd like to connect with Bishop Kevin Wallace, please check out the links that we've included for you in the show notes. And if Transformational Truths is helpful to you, Please do me a favor. Take a moment, go to Apple iTunes, rate the show, write us a quick review. I want to help you restore the joy to your life and leadership. Bishop Kevin, thank you for being with us today.
1: Pastor Travis, thank you, sir. I'm honored to have been with you.